So now we're going to talk about um, how to kind of deal with the failure thoughts and some just some ideas of how we can help with the acceptance of the thoughts. So firstly, we don't want to suppress the unwanted thoughts. It is counterintuitive. But the way to get unwanted thoughts to stop eventually is first to accept that you have them. So within mindfulness, we allow the thoughts to come up. We don't judge ourselves for having those thoughts. And then we let those thoughts go. When you've practiced mindfulness for a while, you can imagine them going off in a bubble or on a cloud. But if you're quite new to doing this, it might be quite hard to do that. So just allow the thoughts to come up and let them sit there. And just try and practice having a chat with them, trying to reframe them, and just maybe bringing it to your awareness that they aren't you, they can't control you. Remember your brain's primary job is to keep you alive. If it thinks your safety is at risk, it can use unpleasant thoughts and feelings to get your attention. So it's just making you stand up and go, oh my goodness, what's going on? This isn't safe. So it just gets you to think and your body to react. It gets the adrenaline and the cortisol pumping. Trying to suppress thoughts and feelings can actually make you feel worse over time. When you suppress unwanted thoughts and feelings, you're not addressing a situation. Your brain believes it's dangerous. You don't have to agree with unwanted thoughts. Just notice them, accept them, and then move forwards. Studies have found that people that accept unwanted thoughts and emotions cope better and have lower rates of depression following stressful life events. So where people kind of say, oh, don't think about it, just, just don't think about it. That's not helpful, <laughs> really not helpful. You need to think about it. Not all the time, so it controls you. It's about thinking about it in the right way, allowing the thoughts to come up, accepting them and then letting them go it sounds easy doesn't it but it does take some work and it's okay if it takes a while for you to get used to doing it you don't have to agree with unwanted thoughts just notice them accept them and then move forward it's kind of like they're like a child they just want some attention they just want to know that they've been seen and been heard If we step back for a second, most training in kind of conflict resolution instructs the parties first to let the other party speak and give them an opportunity to be heard and understood. Only after the other party's perspective is heard are you instructed to provide an alternative viewpoint. Given what we know about the brain, that sounds like pretty sound advice. So it's kind of like, let them speak hear them what they've got to say and then give an alternative viewpoint after they've had their little rant if that makes sense and that's exactly how your brain works it's just kind of ranting at you just kind of allow it and listen and then respond when you're ready in an adult mindset so next begin to reframe your experience so studies on coping mechanisms um, employed by failed entrepreneurs linked adaptive strategies like acceptance, putting the situation into perspective, 
refocusing on planning and positive reappraisal of what was learned from the failure to better better mental health and higher self-esteem post-failure. That basically means that if you can put the, the situation, be able to look at it from a different perspective, re kind of plan what happened, appraise yourself to be able to kind of give yourself an appraisal on how you've been, what you've done, and then what you can learn from experience for what you can do next time. That really, really helps. You also want to stay connected um, as you work through your experience of failure. You want to keep your, and this is why I think this will be very good, this course, because you will stay connected. So anything that pops up for you throughout these next six weeks, you can post to the course group um, and discuss with me. It's really good to stay connected, to work through your experiences in a safe environment. So staying connected to others reinforces that the belief that you won't be abandoned. Multiple studies have validated the benefits of social support, social support that provide that is provided during stressful events. The circle you have around you. So basically, the the better support you have around you when there's stress, the better resilience, the better outcome you will have. If you have a, a not a very good support group when you're stressed or there's been a traumatic event lower resilience you will have coming out of that event and that's very very vital so dealing with something like this dealing with anything stressful exercise is one of the best things you can do to work through failure go for a run jump up and down <laughs> do some star jumps Put a Joe Wicks PE session, session on YouTube. Do something just to get your brain back in act, action. It helps the brain function. It's a stress relief. And if you can try and get it in your normal weekly routine, irrespective of life events, you just get into a bit of a routine and your brain knows that it, it makes everything feel a bit better. So we're all going to have things, especially in our horsey life, where I've it doesn't work out to what we wanted it to be. I mean, the horse could go lame, could have a bereavement. We maybe didn't win the competition that we really wanted to win. Maybe the hack didn't go as well as we thought. The world we live in is highly interdependent as a result. It can be complex, uncertain, and at times confusing. I mean, you know, the amount of people I work with, and it's, they just get so confused at why things are happening. and things always happen to them. And if you do think to yourself, I always fail, the word always is such a big word for me because that's where the shift in mindset needs to come. If something's always happening to you, there's a reason and it's generally caused by yourself because it's a pattern, it's a pattern, you've got yourself into a cycle. So it's breaking that cycle. So today, like most of our perceived threats are social, most of us can't do much about social events or shows, the people that are there, <laughs> in cars that are on roads that might be a bit scary, things that are going on in the external environment we can't control. But we can try and understand 
how we interpret the day-to-day stress in our lives, understand what that does to us and learn to work through it and how our brains work. If you can look at failure as merely a setback, you can use failure to help you succeed. I know that the failures in my life have sometimes been very painful. Um, I had a massive fear of failure when I was very, uh, very young, coming out of school. And I didn't want to go and try anything. And over time, that mindset massively shifted. And uh, I now absolutely look at failure as a learning curve. But that's taken a long time to to work with that. And I see in a lot of young people that failure to... then the fear of failure is is very, very powerful. Um, They don't want to look like they're different to other people. They're struggling. Um, It's that be strong kind of mentality. They don't want to look silly in front of their friends. So, you know, there is a generation of young people, I think, coming up with a massive, massive perfect driver. So I'm going to also send you all a driver questionnaire and I'd like you to all fill it out. Now, it might seem a little bit bizarre because it's not horsey related. It might seem quite work related, but it gives me, I can reflect it onto the horsey world. So it gives me a good um, starting point to see where you're all at. So... I hope you've enjoyed this and you've been able to do some cleaning whilst you've listened to these little podcasts and I'll add some more throughout the week. Have a great day.